Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was reading an article about Wolf Van Halen. He was taking shots on Twitter. Not doing shots on Twitter, although that would have been very cool. Like so he was getting beat up on Twitter about not playing his dad's songs. I don't know what they expect like him to do like, uh, D- like Dweezel did. Zappa plays Zappa. Van Halen plays Van Halen. I don't know what they think he's going to do. You know, I love Eddie Van Halen. I even did an argu- uh, a video arguing why Eddie is probably the most important or most influential rock guitarist. Not, not necessarily the greatest of all time. And I would love to hear Wolfie whip out, you know, a couple of Van Halen numbers at one of his at one of his gigs. But that's just not what he's going to do. He produces his own music, and he's trying to carve out his own way. He doesn't want to live in his dad's very long shadow. Can you imagine if your dad was Eddie Van Halen? Um, and I think that we can all understand it. Now, even if he did some kind of tribute to his dad, like I mentioned, like 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 Dweezil does with uh, Frank, there would be those who would say, well, he's just riding on his dad's coattails. So he's good, like damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. And I'm sure that many of the kids of classic rock era musicians deal with something similar like this sooner or later. So in this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to tell you all about the trials and tribulations of the offspring of classic rockers kids who try to make their own way in the music business. We also welcome back Hal Aaron Cohen, host of Tales of the Road Warriors podcast. Hal has a lot of rock and roll knowledge, and he's freaking hilarious. So this is going to be a fun episode. Stick around. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and I am the ringmaster of this madness that we do once a week. Uh, shout out, by the way, speaking of once a week, to rockrageradio.com for carrying the podcast. They do it on Sundays, but we do it live every Monday evening, and you may go like, how can I find out about these live shows? I want to be part of it because... You know, we mix it up with you guys. We talk to you guys. We take your comments and questions. Um, so you can find out more about that by going to our website, either LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com or LouLombardiMusic.com. When you get on the list, you find out about all the cool stuff like our live podcast, which we are recording right now, uh, we'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Wolf's Customs. You want to go to wolfscustoms.online. Now, why in the world would you want to do that? Because uh, we know that a lot of our audience plays music. They play guitars, they play drums, they are you know, they sing in bands, etc. And Wolf's Customs does amazing 
painting, custom painting, uh, custom finishes on different kinds of musical instruments, drums, basses, guitars, whatever it is you play, your violin, your mandolin, your banjo, whatever you got going on, uh, they can really make you stand out. And it's just a cool way to sort of set yourself apart of uh, uh, from the other bands that you're playing with. You know, we all do those showcases. Hal, you know all about showcase gigs where you get up and there's four or five other bands. And so you got to find some way to be a little bit different. And this is a good way to kind of do something visually uh, exciting to uh, get the folks to to remember what you're doing. And you can find out more about how to do that at wolfscustoms.online. Thank you, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson. Um, and I hit our website. I hit Rock Rage Radio. And I hit Wolf's Customs. So I think the next thing to do is to tell everybody who's here. Uh, we've got Lily V6 from Rock Rage Radio. Always. What's up? It's great to see you, Lily. <laughs> Every day. How you doing? Good. Good. Had a, had a Went to the Resurrection Island Tattoo Convention over the weekend and saw Great White and Autograph and the Monster Dolls. Check them out sometime. They're really fun. And you didn't drink any alcohol. I did not drink one drop of alcohol weekend, which is kind of amazing for me. But I had to work. I didn't want to slur when I was doing interviews. So nothing. I had water. Wow. Water all weekend. Wow. Wow. This is the first what, time I'm drinking in a week. What did you drink all weekend, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Kevin? Oh, well, Lou, you were there. <laughs> so you you probably could answer Everything. for me. I don't remember. <laughs> We had fun. Uh, we went out to Paradise Island uh, with our bu- good buddy uh, Eric Anthony, and um, we hadn't gotten together in a long time, so it was super fun. Uh, and we have Hal. Hello. Hal, what is what, what's going on? Hal, what, what's uh, what's new? Tell everybody here about what it is that you do too. Well, I'm, I still play. I still play rock and roll. I just did a gig at an old age home on Saturday, ah. and you know when you do a gig for like rest homes. It could go either way. Sometimes they went with like <laughs> Sinatra stuff, like the Rat Pack, and mm-hmm. so and and, and it, there, there's certain groups I can't play to because I can't, I don't know any of the songs that they grew up with, so it's always hit and miss. Because I, I don't really know much of the old Frank Sinatra and uh, you know Dean Martin stuff. Although I love that stuff, I don't personally know how to play it. So I get there, <laughs> and as soon as I walk into Kate, this old guy in a wheelchair, he's like. Wild thing, <laughs> you make my. Heart. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is going to go well today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> so he gets to that part. Where he goes, wild thing. I think I love you, and I yelled across the yard, and I want to know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of them outside having a smoke because they're only allowed two cigarettes during their break. <laughs> no, no, it was a fun gig. It actually went That's really fun. well. That's, That's awesome. risky. Cool, nice. cool. And uh, tell us about Tales uh, of the Road Warriors. Uh, Tales of the Road Warriors is, uh, well, pretty much just what it sounds. A road warrior is anybody who jumps in their car and drives to a gig. Some are really great gigs, some are really shitty gigs, but always good stories come along with a gig. And uh, you know what they say, what happens on the road stays on the road. <laughs> or does it? So that's where I come in. I try to like extract some of those little tidbits that haven't been talked about in years. I uh, list, just listened to a pod, one of your podcasts. It's very professional. I, you know, oh, I, whenever I ask you on, I'm always like kind of nervous because like a house podcast is so like pro. There's no uh, mm, uh, uh, <laughs> coughing or anything like that. <laughs> I it's all, all like, man, it's like I, I felt like I was listening to like, you know, like a, a Ken Burns you know, kind of presentation. <laughs> it's really, it's really tight. Um, and uh, f- is it Phil Levitt? Is that his name? 
Yeah, Phil Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, th- that was very cool. Um, we're in their hoodie right now, the Seven Horse hoodie. Yeah, Seven Seven Horses is, is a cool band. If you guys want to check them out, it's Phil Levitt from Dada. Who's it's and uh, who's the other guy? It's a two piece, right? Uh, Dada, yeah, uh, uh, Joey. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, now I'm embarrassed. It's a C. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Phil Levitt, Mike Hurley on uh, was the Dada's guitarist, and Joey Calio. Okay, and he was yeah. on bass, but now he's playing guitar with Seven Horse, and they have a new bass player. Okay. So they're working as a three piece now because he said they Actually, were doing. They added two- a keyboard too. Oh, cool! They have a very sort of minimalist, um, you know, bluesy rock thing going. It's like very hard edged. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. So, um, but anyways, Hal does that, and you can. Ch- and how can people find it? What like iTunes, Spotify? Is that what it's you want on all. If anywhere you find a podcast, uh, you'll find Tales of the Road Warriors, and there's Tales of the Road Warriors dot com. Uh, my latest interview was actually with, uh, I, I, I've been on hiatus. So the last one was like November. Um, uh, and it was with um, uh, Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow is that uh, the black comic actor oh, yeah. who does oh, the yeah. sound effects. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, in all yeah, the yeah. police academies. <clears throat> he was cool. just on uh, America's Got Talent, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's done very well. That's yeah, because cool. he did. Oh, I know sorry, that I talked he, to Michael. We used to work together. Oh, really? He, now, what is he doing now? Just you don't have to tell I mean, us the whole podcast. Going, like doing stand up, and yeah. uh, if you go to YouTube, he's got uh, he did a thing on YouTube uh, on a talk show. Uh, he did a Led Zeppelin song. He did like all the parts. It's <laughs> pretty fascinating. That's very cool. That's cool. All right, guys, and that is Tales of the Road Warriors, and uh, you can find it where all great podcasts are found. Yeah. Anyway, I say um a lot and long pauses, but I edit. I'm in. I do a lot of heavy editing, so if it sounds, we actually add them in. I I cheat. (laughs) It's very precious. Sounds very very good. There's no mic popping. I was like, oh man, this guy has his shit together. You know, he's super jelly of you. That's what he's total total jelly, man. I'm going jelly in your ass now, man. So I'm going to edit one down for you for free one of these days, little <laughs> boy. And then they'll be sold. Five, five minutes. Of yeah, <laughs> exactly. Five minutes. It's, five, five um, it's like the drug dealer. You know what I mean? First one's always free. Yeah. And it sounds good. I'm like, all right, Hal. Like that, Lou. And I'm going to get more of my money. <laughs> I do it on your audiogram. I do some editing on your. You probably noticed. That, yeah, no, uh, they sound good. That's that one where we were talking about the reviews. Yeah. But you, and then you were like, I'm going to stare right into the camera. Oh, that one. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's my new best friend. <laughs> All right, guys. So it is, uh, we are here. We are talking today. Our topic today is this uh, thing that's happened where these rock artists, kids, are putting out records. And some of them have become really famous Mm -hmm. jacob Mm -hmm. dylan sure is a a good example um a lot of them are in you know doing lesser known things more indie-ish kind of things as well so it just goes to show that just because somebody is your dad doesn't mean that you're you know it's that kind of it's so nep there's so much nepotism that you're automatically going to become famous with exception well i think people think that about miley cyrus right they may, they, I'm be, sure. they may be her dad's really, you know, that's, he's her really the reason music? for her, her, her success. <laughs> yeah. Question. Um, he lives yeah, yeah. vicariously through her these days. Yeah. yeah. He, he really blossomed big time. <laughs> She's way more famous. Than uh, yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, what was Billy Ray's 
thing is that he does that song, Make You Break Your Heart. Yeah. Break Your Heart, yeah. Is that really it, Hal? I mean, as a primary yeah, thing. Yeah, he's pretty much a one-hit wonder. I'm sure, you know, he's got a fan base that knows all his other songs, but if you ask anybody throughout the world, there's just no achy breaky. Yep. Achy breaky. I, w- I mean, I was obsessed with that song when it came out. I was a child, though. I, so. I played it in bands. <laughs> I knew nothing. I'm sorry. It is a, a insanely catchy. It was a big crossover hit because even people that don't know anything like Lily is not like a big country music mm-hmm. kind of person. Even know. you know a lot a lot of people know the song. There's you know there's always those songs that kind of break through into into the public consciousness. And that was a, like that thing was a total. And then the video, right, Hal, where he would uh, where he with one where he would do the thing and then he would rip the the braid out of his hair or whatever in his hair. <laughs> he, had his, he had the mullet to end all. Oh, mullets. it was epic. And if the girls would go nuts. Mm-hmm, the ultimate mm-hmm. dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and so that that's just a kind of an example right there of, uh, you know, then Miley Cyrus, she starts out as, what, was she Hannah Montana? Was that yes. her, her gig? Yes. <clears throat> and, you know, child actor and uh, just kind of moved on up. So let's go ahead and get uh, get into it with uh, some different picks. We're, what we're basically going to do is this isn't necessarily who we think are the greatest or whatever. No. These are the ones that kind of like stuck out to us and thought maybe they, they kind of maybe had a little interesting story behind them that uh, you guys might want to hear. And, of course, there will be the usual shenanigans. It's Brent Kevin. Yes, there will. So he looks at you. I know one. It's, it's all you know. I, I know who the troublemakers in the room are. What, what you do? You do. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Lily acts. Look at look at acting all innocent. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> nice try. All right. So let's go, Lily. Let's go ahead and start because it's right. usually your game. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go ahead and do my fangirl one with uh, Gunner and, and Ma- Matthew Nelson. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Billy Ray Cyrus. I was not going to talk about Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, for those, they're twin sons of Ricky Nelson, and for those of who you do not know who Ricky Nelson is, American singer, pop pioneer, musician, actor, uh, from the age of eight, he starred alongside his family in the radio and television series The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Um, in 1957, he began a long, successful career. Sorry, my voice is going to. I apologize. Um, as a popular recording artist, uh, the expression teen idol was first coined to describe Nelson and his fame as both a recording artist and television star. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at me. <laughs> we'll see in a this also led to a motion picture role co-starring alongside John Wayne, Deed Martin and Angie Dickinson in Howard Hawks Western film Rio Bravo. Are you throwing that away? <laughs> so you're done. <laughs> Gunner and Matthew are the twin Gunner. sons. Uh, I have a huge crush on Gunner. I know they're twins. But, but they're twins. He's the hotter one. I promise you. Um, they're identical. No. They? Shut no? up. One's hotter. Uh, <laughs> the twi- <laughs> they're the twin sons. They've been writing songs since age six. They formed the band Nelson in 1986. The band achieved success during the early 90s um, with the debut album, After the Rain. That included Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection. I can't live without your love <laughs> and affection. Thanks, Lou. A- a great this- song. It was yeah. super. It was yep. super. It had a big chorus, you know. I still mm-hmm. love it. Great harmonies. After the success of their first album, the band claims to have been faced with conflicts with their record label, lack of support from the media, and the shift in music because at that time what was coming out, grunge. grunge. So kind of yeah. screwed them over. Um, then they split with Geffen Records in 1995. But they did p- continue to produce and release albums independently under their own label, Stone Canyon Records. Um, and they were the first unsigned band to perform on Saturday Night Live following the death of their father. 
Um, Nelson was also approached to contribute a song to the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! Matthew and Gunner then co-wrote a song with Dweezil Zappa called Two Heads Are Better Than One. Awesome track. You've yes. never heard it. It's awesome. <laughs> Look if it up. You go, go, go back and listen to the first uh, <clears throat> incarnation of this podcast. That was our theme song. That was song. our theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Since the band was in the process of being signed... Um, they uh, they were recommended not to use their names for the song, so they were billed as Power Tool instead. I think that's kind of a dumb name, but whatever. But the song eventually became the film's theme song. She said so. Power Tool. Well, I think it's actually a great name for a band that does a theme song to, ouch, to, to Bill and Ted. <laughs> right. I it think works, that's a perfect yeah. name for that. Like it, it sounds just like a. It sounds like Wild Stallions. It's the same kind uh-huh. of band yeah, name. Like you know, Power Tool. Power Tool. And my uh, fun little story with that uh, that group is when I went to see them at Jurgles, like, what was it, two and a half years ago, there was a free meet and greet afterwards, and I'm like, okay, I'll get my CD signed, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, as I'm getting closer in the line, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet the Nelson Twins. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, like, was, like, fanning yeah, myself girl. like a little girl. And I'm like, I'm, like, ignoring Matthew, and I'm, like, all over Gunner, like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Because he's the cuter one. <laughs> he is. He's the hotter one. Mm-hmm. It, there's a difference. So, so this is how you conduct you yourself at interviews. In Not always. Go ahead. How would you say? I was wondering if your notes mentioned anything about Mark Weiss or Mark Tanner. No. Who produced and wrote their the songs? For no, I, I didn't. I did not write anything. She's so in love with Gunner. It's all <laughs> right. I couldn't couldn't focus on anything. There was but no Gunner. real information there, guys. It was all like Gunner, blah 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 blah. Gunner, Gunner, This is just something I'm probably probably privy to because you know I talk about the days when I was a singing waiter. So there was a guy named Mark Weiss. He later changed his name to Mark Tanner, and he had the Mark Tanner band, and he had a hit with a song called Elena. Um, but anyway, Mark produced and wrote most of the Nelson songs off that oh. first album. Oh, that's cool. And Mark just recently passed away. So I just oh. Well, that's sad. There he tells us he's a really cool person know. and he's dead. Hey, Thanks, great. Al. <laughs> Nothing like bringing a whole podcast down. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's have a moment of silence. Okay, it's over. There you go. <laughs> But no, Mark, 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 the reason I mention this is because Mark, when I first started my job as a singing waiter, he was my, he was the one who like showed me how to do it. He showed me how to like jump up on people's tables and just do crazy gimmicky stuff. That I huh. like. okay. Wait a minute. So we stop right now. <laughs> we to, we just, okay, we're gonna pause. We're gonna come back to the topic in a second. <laughs> what you got to tell us about this thing? I know more about it because you talked. Hal and I met in a podcasting mastermind. You talked. You've talked about some of that stuff before. But go yeah. talk about. Tell tell everybody like what this is all about because this is this is interesting. This is really okay. like, nobody <laughs> here. Like Kevin's thought, maybe you were like like. Making a joke because like well no because like he jumps on the table he becomes famous I jump on the table you know I get arrested I, I don't get it I, 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 no, I, I, I get a wrong. lot of free alcohol when I do it I didn't become famous I did get gonged by Jamie Farr on the Gong Show though no back, way back yeah well, well any so let me get back to it in '77 <laughs> that's when I left Philadelphia to go to California because I had a friend that was working at this place and he got me a job there it was called the Great American Food and Beverage Company. And it was like the Disneyland of restaurants. There was a two-hour or more wait to get in. And if you call to make a reservation, they always lie and go, a 45-minute wait. So then the lobby was always full. Oh, so you couldn't even get past people with your, carrying your trays. And like, move it or wear it. <laughs> we had all kinds of phrases. Anyway, so uh, Katie Segal from Married with Children worked there. Nice. Ricky Lee Jones worked there. Uh, like a lot of... Famous people wow. did a couple months or years there hmm. uh, as singing waiters. So th- they became famous, not me. I, 
but I, I just love to think of it and talk about those days. Cause it, like, there's no way I could describe this job except I would wake up in the morning and I couldn't wait to get to work that night. Wow. That's cool. Hmm. Now we all need a job like that. That's cool. <laughs> so what kind of stuff would you sing? Like how, how did the singing come into play? Did you sing like, did you sing the menu to them? Okay. Like, no, no. Okay. So in the corner of the room, there was a case where all your guitar cases would fit in there. So everybody had took their guitars out and put them in this rack. So let's say uh, you had a table and you went up to them, just like you would in any restaurant. You had to be as good a waiter and a busboy as you were an entertainer. You had to audition to get the job. Mm. And you had to be really, a really good waiter, too. You couldn't just, like, be a shitty waiter and a good entertainer. You had to do both. <laughs> so that, you take their order. I don't waitress. And then you go in the kitchen, hang the ticket, make the salads, bring out the salad. So while they're eating the salad and you're waiting dinner to get ready, you got a little time to play a song. So you go grab your guitar out of the corner. And walk over to the table, just play table side. Sometimes another waiter would grab you and say, Hey, you got time to do like a happy birthday with me or sing an Eagles song with me, you know, whatever, or a Beatles song. If anything goes. Could people request songs? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So what happened was one night, me and this girl had worked out a song called Don't Touch Me There by the Tubes. <laughs> and we and we worked it out as a duet and we got up on top of this table that was like 20 people. And this guy owned a company, brought his all, all his employees in. So when they cleared the table before dessert came out, Shans and I stood up on the table and we did Don't Touch Me There. And the place went nuts. <laughs> so then we, the guy came back the following week and brought like another 20 employees and said they wanted us to do it again. So then everybody's like, you guys ought to do that on the gong show because that was big back then. Chuck Bowers had yep. the gong show, yeah. the dating game. So, uh, so we did, and uh, it, it didn't translate to TV the way as well. As <laughs> the so Jamie Farr gong, uh, Jamie Farr gonged us in about thirty seconds, Aww. and Shans, <laughs> I knew we were going to get gonged, but Shans really thought we were going to win. And all these years, she still, we, st she still talks about it. So check this out. You know that you know, you know that website Cameo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I found Jamie Farr is on Cameo oh. and Shans's birthday is October 30th. And I paid Jamie Farr 125 bucks. <laughs> that is to, 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 to apologize for calling oh, me. Oh, oh my God. Fantastic. That's oh, great. great. So he goes, he goes, Hey Shans, this is Jamie Farr. <laughs> Because I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember what you did on the Gong Show, but I, I don't really remember what I had for dinner last night either. <laughs> at my age, he goes, but I because I'll tell you what, I want us to still be friends, so I'm giving you a ten. And he holds up a ten. Oh man, that's fantastic. She hasn't exactly. seen this yet, so I'm just you're hearing this for the first time. Oh, Nobody that's knows really this. cool. That's dude. very cool. Wow, that's cool. Oh, that's freaking. Cool. See, and Hal is not only he's a great podcaster, and a, he's an awesome dude. Mm hmm. That's well, really wow, cool. man. I, I feel like we need to we need to kind of maybe step it up. Here. <clears throat> Then, you know. Well, I don't, I don't even yeah, have just hog a lot, a lot of your shows. So I'll get, get it to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, what do you got, Kevin? All right, so I'm going to go. Oh, I have one more thing. Uh, so uh, the uh, Nelson family are actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes, I did not read that part. Yeah, yeah. Longest hair? <laughs> you, you, no, actually. No, oh. because uh, they're listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the only family to reach number one record status in three successive generations. So you got Ozzy, 
you got Ricky, and then you've got the really the cute one and Matthew. <laughs> so no, I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, well, there you go then. All right. Neato mosquito. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Now, Hal. Hal's, okay, let me tell you a little story behind this podcast because this was Hal's idea. And I said, Hal, when can you come? He's like, I can be here on Monday. So we did, we're doing his idea. He's like, he, he messaged me. He said, what, what's the topic today? I said, it's the topic you picked. Nice. <laughs> and he's like, he has no idea. But So we're putting him on the spot. But he has got a lot of music knowledge. So um, anything you want, Hal. Jump in yeah, or whatever you want. Not about this. Well, did you already mention Wolfie Van Halen? We use that as a kind of a beginning there, but if you want to get get into some details about it, I just I just talked about the crap he was getting on Twitter about a week yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to add to that because sure. um, I follow him on Twitter, so I, I saw a lot of this happening in real time, and I just want to say that, like Wolfie does his own thing, and he's incredible. And I first heard his own stuff on an interview with Howard Stern mm-hmm. about a month okay. ago or so, yeah. maybe two months ago, maybe even more, but recently. And he's just, he's great. And Valerie Bertinelli, his mom's, uh, you know, on, on, I follow her on Twitter as well. And uh, Wolfie and Valerie, uh, you know, always keep us all up to date on his stuff. Did you, did you hear any of his material? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a, he's what, great. There's, there's one that's, he's got a really good video. He plays all the characters in yes, the video. Yes, yes, very and it's good. Really, and like after it's over, they're all like, oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we fix that? Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can fix that in post. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, good. Good. I, I when I was in uh, working as a bartender at Jerry's Deli, I got early got there early to work. There's a little coffee house called Lulu's Beehive right up the street from Jerry's, and I stopped in to get a cappuccino, and Eddie was in front of me in line with this little kid who was like three years old at the time, maybe oh. two, two, little little Wolfie on his shoulder, oh. big grin on his face, and I didn't say anything. You know, I was like, I didn't want to bother him, but I actually actually. Kind of met Wolfie once. My, you know, I kind of waved the guy behind him in line, waving, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could ask him, hey, do you remember that time? Do you remember that time I met you? I don't think he remembers <laughs> that, but I just want to say, Wolfie, how's that guy behind you in line at Lulu's Beehive when and you were I knew two? Then. <laughs> when you were two. I knew then you were going to be um, He had an indirect effect on his father's career from the very beginning of his life. The instrumental 316 refers mm-hmm. to his birthday. Not to John three sixteen from the Bible. Of course. Well, I think there's lost some people that were confused for a minute. Uh, for thirteen year old, uh, for thirteen year period ending in 04, uh, Eddie Van Halen collaborated with PV on a line of uh, guitars, the Wolfgang series, named after his son. Mm-hmm. And in 08, his father named a custom guitar after him, the Fender EVH Wolfgang. Wolfgang started his musical career as a drummer. He often watched his father rehearse and at times would try to play his Uncle Alex's drum set, whereupon the latter would give him a few lessons. Wolfgang started playing drums at the age of nine, mostly self-taught with only a few lessons from his uncle, and got his first drum set from his father as a present for his 10th birthday. Sometime later, he moved to he moved on to guitar and bass. He can also play keyboards, and figure things out by ear. Wolfgang later began actively participating in Van Halen, the actual 
the band. Uh, he also made guest appearances during some of the dates of the Van Halen 04 tour, appearing during his father's extended guitar solo spot playing 316 with him. Late in 06, in an interview with Guitar World, Eddie Van Halen confirmed that his son would replace Michael Anthony as Van Halen's bassist. Wolfgang first toured with Van Halen in the new capacity in 07. In August of 2010, Van Halen announced they would record a new album, but with Wolfgang playing bass in early 08, Van Halen appeared on the cover of the April issue of Guitar World with his father in the magazine's first father-son issue. He recorded his only solo album with Van Halen a different kind of truth excuse me his only studio album uh, with Van Halen a different kind of truth the album was released in February 7th 2012 um, he has uh, uh, worked with Alter Bridge uh, Mark Alter Bridge's Mark Tremonte uh, announced Van Halen would be uh, filling in for Brian Marshall as a basis for the first tour uh, this was back in 2012 um, and of course he has uh, <clears throat> his own band uh, Mammoth Wolf, Wolfgang Van Halen WVH um, and uh, they have I think that they've got a great uh, I think they have a great sound mm-hmm. you know kind of a mix of hard, hard, uh, modern hard rock with classic hard rock kind of like kind of like a kind of a marriage of those two things well it's funny you said he worked with uh, Alter Bridge and I the first time I saw and um, like Hal said the um, when he did the Howard Stern show um, he did the song for his father but then he did another song and when I listen to that, I'm like, that really sounds a lot like Alter Bridge, which is really funny, saying that he had worked with. Well, him. he's, he, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. Look at his when he was born. He was born in 19. He was 30 years old. Um, <clears throat> so, at that age, you know, you're still going to be, you know, really wearing your influences on mm-hmm. your sleeve. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the future. It's interesting. This I don't. I don't think anybody has this under listen. I'm just mentioning this as an aside, as a kind of honorable mention. Ted Nugent's son is a rapper. I did know that. Oh, I did know that. Wow. So that is that's like, a far cry. Yeah, from what his dad that's not. Like, yeah, so they're not like you know, you know. So not all of them like just you know, kind of follow like kind of in their right. father's footsteps. <laughs> <clears throat> but he's doing his own thing, and um, you know, no, I, I. I do you ever see, do you guys ever, anybody here ever see Dweezil play, or Zappa play Zappa? No. Do you ever see no, it? No. Do you ever see it, Hal? No, I almost went, but I, I missed the opportunity. I, no. Um, it's very good. Uh, you should go see it. But it is a kind of like, the, the question goes to the back of your mind. Well, I mean, Dweezil's a monster guitar player. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be another way to, you know, I mean, like, is he doing any? You know, can't you do some of your own stuff too? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like so. Again, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. You know, when, you, when you're coming out of that situation, you know. Um, but people love it. Like that isn't that isn't the first thing in your mind because you're like, oh my god, you're playing Frank Zappa music and they're really really good. <laughs> it's not like they play, they're like doing a shitty Frank Zappa thing. It's like freaking amazing. But then that question, maybe just because I'm a musician, you know, I'm going like, doesn't he have any kind of like? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, but maybe he's doing more of his own stuff. I apologize. I'm not as well-versed on his career. Uh, as, yeah. but I've he's never not, seen him play. I've, I've seen Zappa. At the Mothers of Invention several times. I've seen the Zappa kids eat, but I never saw them play. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was, again, when I was tending bar at Jerry's Deli in Studio City, they used to come in there all the time. And, and Dweezley used to come in there with Brooke Shields. They used to hang out together. I don't know if they were dating or just friends, but 
Um, and then one day I was waiting in line outside of a Mexican restaurant called Casa Vega. And the whole family was outside there waiting for a table with me. It's weird when you, you know, you go to these places and famous people all over LA. All I'm uh, thinking is that Brooke Shields friend zoned Dweezil Zappa. I bet. (laughs) Friend zoned Dweezil Zappa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. They're probably. She did that with Leif Garrett, too. So. Oh, poor Leif. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever have Leif Garrett on your uh, show? No. I've I've interviewed him. That was not good. (laughs) (laughs) Why? why? He so he he did that book recently um, where it says he's clean and he doesn't do drugs anymore. He was on something on that interview because he had to take another call while we were live during the interview. He actually hung up on me. I had to call back. My and then God. he said, I'm, I'm smoking pot right now. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. t- let's nice. keep talking. So That's he awesome. talked about nonsense for like an hour. <laughs> I had Cowboy Mock Bell on. Uh, he was um, in the Joe Perry Project. Uh, he was like their third lead singer on their third album. They had a different lead singer for each album before he went back with Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And Ma- Mark, his name's Mark, but goes by Mock, Mock Bell. He's a nice guy. He, he had, actually, I thought it was a very good interview. He wrote a book, and that's why he got in touch with me. He wanted to, you know, promote his book. But he turned out to actually be a great guest. Yeah, well, Leif is not. So if Leif <laughs> calls me, I'll, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, no, but no, I... No. Oh, you should totally do it, man. It's like, you fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> you should have Lily on with you. Right, uh-huh. he won't remember. Right. I'll make that so if we, get, if we ever get a hold <laughs> of him more. All the more reason, man. We'll the mess more with cra- The we'll more crazy, Leif. man, the, uh, the better. Oh, no, I Leif only want to interview guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have Hal edit it all together with one of those um, uh, audiograms you do. Yeah, oh, dude, dude, we could have a. Oh man, I mean, I still have the interview. (laughs) I can send it. You can listen to the ridiculousness that is that interview. Sure. Yeah, get me the uh, get me the audio from that. I'll work with it. My my favorite. um, uh, uh, Well, I don't know, man. I I interviewed um, uh, Diana Ross's daughter. That was a really great interview. Uh, that was like kind of really touching, and so and so was uh, Sam Cook's daughter. Mm. They were both mm-hmm. really good. Uh, but the, one of the f- the funnest guy was absolutely Leslie West. He was <laughs> he was freaking uh, hilarious. He, I mean, he sold me everything. He would tell Howard Stern. I mean, he was just completely yeah, just yep. he would open, just yeah just right. very open. Whatever he said, whatever he wanted. And oh man, he told who were the two daughters though? Uh, Diana Ross and who else? And uh, 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 Sam, Sam Cook's Cook. daughter. And Sam Cook's daughter. Okay, so now, are they still in show business? Are they on your list? Because that's like uh, rock yeah. and roll 2.0. Yeah, they were. They're not on my list, but I thank you for, I'm just, I, I forgot and re- said it, and then Hal reminded me <laughs> that these people were actually, so they would be good. Yeah, yeah. They would be good because you guys can go back to the Ludini archives and and check out those interviews. Um, very, uh, and, uh, very, very interesting. Very, very, uh, very interesting stuff. And, um, uh, Cook, she had a lot to say about her father's death. There's a lot of controversy mm-hmm. <clears throat> surrounding it. Really, uh, really interesting. Um, so, um, whose turn is it now? It is Lily's turn. My turn again? Okay. I sort of riffed off of Hal's thing there, and we kind of <laughs> went back and forth. So. <laughs> so, next on my list is Calico Cooper. Um, Who? Calico Cooper. Calico Cooper! 
Cooper. She, she's a nice young in relation lady. to Alice. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calico Cooper was in, uh, introduced to audiences via her father's impressive live shows, aka Alice Cooper. Uh, the younger Cooper served as the choreographer for Alice's Brutal Planet tour in uh, 2000 and went on to play several characters across 11 tours. Um, she stepped further into the spotlight by fronting hard rock band Bisa Blanco. The hard rock group has released three albums since forming in 2012, and 2013's aptly named Live, Fa- uh, Live Fast, Die Loud marked the group's debut and drew accolades from the likes of Johnny Depp, legendary producer Bob Ezrin, and Iron Maiden's drummer Nico McBrain. Excuse me, the band's um, sophomore um, album dropped in 2016 via Rat Pat Record, Rack Pack Records, and included a fiery cover of the Cooper classic Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> Okay. In 2019, the band returned with their third studio um, album, the uh, Ryan Green produced We Are. Uh, She's also toured with the pre-show for Alice Cooper with Glenn Sobel and the Goon Squad. Oh, that would have been fun to see. Did you not go to that second show? Uh, She was was there. She was there. I did not know that that was her. They were great. I saw both shows. Yeah, so she was uh, at the Subalpine and Turtle Creek for the Glenn Sobel and the Goon Squad show. Listen, guys, if Alice Cooper comes to your town, and maybe you're you're not like a big Alice Cooper fan, but his band will usually do yeah. a gig like the night before. Make sure you they're, they're called the Glenn Sobel. Glenn Sobel's Goon Squad. Yeah, and <laughs> make sure you go see him. This do is it. the most vicious rock cover band I've ever heard. They're fantastic. I mean, they play covers, but they play them like they wrote them. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like it's their own version. Yeah, of the I mean, song, they rock sure. so freaking hard, and they're all monster singers and all yeah. monster players. It's like. Dang. Yeah. It's a really fun show. And I'm she's, sorry. An, she's an amazing lead singer and front woman, and she's she's just like her dad. I mean, as far as costuming. Except and, for the tits. Except well, for that. And actually, she doesn't really have big he's, ones. He's pretty old now, so maybe. <laughs> he may. Uh... I'm just saying. But yes, Calico. Man tit! <laughs> and apparently Lou missed Calico completely when he was at that show. I didn't so. know who that was. That was yeah. some girl singing. Mm. <laughs> it's just some girl. Like, don't let anybody in this place, even a woman. <laughs> Views expressed by Lula Marta. <laughs> Views expressed on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast are not necessarily those of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, man. These are the views of, of um, White Claw, White Corona, Corona, and Knob Creek. Knob Creek. <laughs> Which... Maybe, which can sponsor us if they'd like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. That's it. Wow. And you're looking <laughs> at your phone again, Lily. I'm That's re- enough. <laughs> Lily. So we have some comments and questions. Just a couple. Michael uh, Gold says, hey, Lou. Hey, Michael. And he says, I don't or I like the don't tell my wife version of Aiky Breaky Heart. <laughs> so he was on that. And then uh, Jody for Lizzie posted a little bald band. So I don't know if that's supposed to be you. Uh, probably. <laughs> Hi Jody. Hi Doctor Doctor Jody for Lizzie. Doctor, excuse me. Doctor. Doctor. Um anything uh, Pittsburgh Kevin, you want to dive in with something? Uh, yeah, I'll 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 throw something at you. Yeah, you moved. All right, so I'm going to go with uh Don't he look like his pa? Don't he look like his pa? Julian Lennon. Oh, Julian. Yes. Julian was born April 8th, 1963. He was born to John and his first wife Cynthia. Uh, Julian was the inspiration for three Beatles songs. Of course, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, uh, Hey Jude, and Good Night. Uh, he has produced six albums and actually has a new one scheduled for release this year. I knew that. So he's still doing stuff. Um, he is a filmmaker and photographer 
besides being a musician. Did you know that, Lou? Uh, this I did not know. I knew. Well, there you go. He produced the documentary film uh, Whale Dreamers, which won eight international awards. Uh, he was the executive producer on Netflix's uh, documentary film Kiss the Ground about a regenerative uh, agriculture. See, now you got me thinking about going it's riveting. Um, and uh, well, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care where my food comes from as long as it shows up on time and the waiter stands on top of the table and sings to me. Yeah, I kind of want that to happen now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Since my baby left me. <laughs> oh, great. We're going to get a copyright strike now, Hal. Oh, Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, we, I could edit that out for you. No, no. I know no, no, we're no. live. That song is not the property of Hal. There, it's done. Next time, try to sing it raga. You know, saying "Smiley baby left me." All right. So, uh, unfortunately, did not have a good relationship with his dad. He voiced his anger at John after John's death. Um, after hearing his dad's peace and love stance celebrated, he uh, he called his dad a hypocrite. He said, uh, "Dad would talk about peace and love out loud to the world, but he could never show it to the people who supposedly meant the most to him." His wife and his son. Oh, he, 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 he was uh, abusive to J- Julian's yes. mom. Yeah. Like a violent drunk at times. Yes. He, he like, uh, you know, seen in public being very drunk, falling off the stage drunk. But uh, I, I was going to say myself the Julian and Sean, I, w- I was thinking like doing like sort of a comparison, but you just brought it to Julian. Funny that. But yeah, Julian's the one I think with the talent, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was gonna. I was gonna mention. I was gonna riff off that. Are you done with that? Well, I was just gonna okay. say, like to further that, uh, Julian was excluded from his father's will. However, a trust fund was set up. A hundred thousand pounds. Of course, this is you know, Great Britain, uh, and it was created by his father to be shared between him and his half brother Sean. Lovely. Um, Julian did sue the estates and in 96 reached a settlement worth 20 million pounds. Yeah, he absolutely yeah, is so. entitled to that. John, you're an asshole. I'm sorry. Imagine's yeah. a good song, but you're a dick. Not yeah. my favorite Beatle anyway, so it's cool. It's poor. Yeah. <laughs> Who is yeah. your favorite Beatle? George. Uh, really? Yep. I knew she was going to say that. You didn't even know. He's the quiet <laughs> I one. I just knew. He's the quiet one. I, George is my favorite one too. Absolutely. I like full. <laughs> Fool! Did you see that? Hey, Al, did you see that documentary? It was on Netflix on for three, two, one. McCartney three, two, one on uh, Hulu. No, 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 no. This is a documentary. It was on Netflix, uh, like ten years ago, or fifteen years ago, where um, they had supposedly it was the guy that would replace Paul McCartney after Paul McCartney died. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Shears. What? Yeah, Billy Shears. No, no, no. No, no, no. Paul McCartney, supposedly, you know the Paul story. McCartney did die. Paul, Paul McCartney actually died. He died. That's why on the Volkswagen, uh, uh, on the cover of Abbey Road, it says 28 if. He would have been 28 if he would have lived. And all there's right. that whole conspiracy theory. Well, there's a documentary that supposedly proves that George Harrison <laughs> recorded before he died, saying that this actually happened. Paul McCartney actually did die. We brought in a double who, who pretended to be Paul McCartney. And, like, he, you know. Did you ever yeah, see yeah. the documentary? I, think, I, think was, I thought I heard Ringo Starr do a whole thing saying it was all true, too. Maybe. Yeah, the guy who replaced Paul McCartney was Billy, you know, in Sgt. Pepper's. That oh, I see what you're saying. Billy yeah, Shears, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of the guy the... that they say replaced okay. Paul McCartney. 
Uh, and that's, they use the name Billy Sears and Sergeant Pepper, but that's actually uh, the name of the guy. There, I get you now. I got you now. Okay, all right. So you were you were in with it. Okay, but I actually there there is a um, Julian. I mean, uh, what was it called? Um, Gavat. Was what was the song called? Um, Velo, 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 the Velo, album. Not Gavat. Velot was Velo, the song. Was it Velot? Yeah, it was. The well, song. it was the album. And the song was uh, "Too Late for Goodbye." Too, Too late, late for goodbye. goodbye. Well, no, no. The Velot was the, was the ballad. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, ballad. Yeah. It was like really kind of with this, you know. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And I thought "Too Late for Goodbyes" were good, were good songs. Yes. And I liked the fact that he was in "Hail Hail Rock and Roll." Yes, you that's, that? why, he, that's why I said, "Don't he look like his pa?" Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. That that's that's right. And yes. um, but I think a lot of people don't know that Sean plays music too. And he's in a like I'm not don't know all of I don't know Sean's catalog by any stretch of the imagination, but I did listen to both Claypool Lennon yes. Delirium albums, yeah, and I think they're really good. They are. It's a very cool kind of like Pink Floyd meets the Beatles kind of with less Claypool <laughs> in the mix somehow. Um, it's I, I think that it's kind of I think ethereal, it's, yeah, ethereal in sound. And I, but I think that the songs are like the songwriting is there and everything. I don't know who's more responsible for that, Claypool or Lennon, but um, I really like that's the only thing about Sean. I uh, his music. That I, I know. think John tries too hard to sound like John, like to, to write like John and 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 channel John. Where Julian kind of does its own thing. He says his stuff like is Julian Lennon. It's not hmm. like the son of John trying to be like his dad. He, I I think he's got of a, a more of a pop sensibility too. Just my take. I'm not. I'm a bigger fan of Julian's than Sean. Which would make sense too if he didn't really get along with his father. Why would he want to sound like his father? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think Sean, because he stayed, you know, in close proximity to Yoko all these years, she kind of coddled him. Mm-hmm. And I thought I think she sort of like took that that you know intense love she had for John and sort of like moved it over to Sean and. Uh, I, Maybe not such a healthy way. I don't know. He just seems like he's too heavily influenced by Yoko himself. But it's just my take. No, I totally see that. What's the... um, There's just some, like, characters in um, both Greek mythology and in in Shakespeare that, like, there's this mother figure who's, like, Mm -hmm. behind the scenes pulling the strings, trying to make things happen in a kind of nefarious Mm -hmm. way. And um, so when you were describing that, that's kind of what made me, you know, it kind of took my mind to that sort of thing. Um... So uh, who's uh, who? who uh, I think you're next, or no, no. Hal. Oh, Hal, what yeah, do you got, Hal? Okay, I got. Um, uh, okay, so we talked about. Okay, um, Violet Grohl, Foo Fighters, oh. Dave oh, Grohl's right. daughter, Violet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just got kind of turned on to this recently because Dave Grohl was was it, it was either I think it was Howard Stern. He was talking about his uh, gigs lately and Violet's becoming a big star. She's like the lead singer of the food fighters. Now <laughs> she's sort of like just started out when it was a little kid, bringing her up on stage till today. She's actually a part of the band. And 
there's going to be like 600 people in that band before it's over. Right, right. He keeps adding uh-huh. people. All his buddies. This is the kind of guy like, he's like, it's like he has like this band like in his neighborhood and his buddies come over and say, oh, why don't you be in a band too? So yeah, he just keeps anybody. Over. Oh, sure. My kids are going to do it. Like, you know, it's going to be like the Partridge fucking family. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is in his band. <laughs> Who'd you go to school with, Violet? Do you got any uh, yeah, yeah. schoolmates that might want to be in the band? Sure, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know seriously she she's very good but um now tonight before i actually came onto the show i i was on youtube and i watched violet doing um ec- uh, nausea by x and then i went and pulled up x's verse you know x scene yeah mm-hmm. yep. singing yep. it so i went watched them back to back and although violet does a great job and the foo fighters do you know they're exemplary but when you watch that old footage of X, that raw mm-hmm. power and the mosh pit of X live, it's um, it's got a different feel to it. You know, it's 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 um, it's not quite as pasteurized as the Foo Fighters doing it today. Well, that's it was because it... X was doing like ma- those t- guys were drunk, on they were living all it. kind yeah. of heroin. Like Coke, like they went on stage freaking no. loaded, man. No. They better be intense yeah. for all the drugs but, they were on. But I've Lou, seen... the <laughs> song's called Nausea. How else are you going <laughs> to pull that off the way it's supposed to be? I unless agree. like all those things. There's um, did you? I'm sure, Hal, you're familiar with the decline of Western civilization, yes. right? Yeah. As a there, matter of fact, there... that clip I was watching was yeah. from that movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that, like, I re I was rewatching no, that recently, serious. and I was wa- and I thought I liked X, and then I saw that I'm like, man, they sound. I get what they're doing, but like, <laughs> there was just they were just playing so like it was so non tonal that I was like a little like, eh, it's not as cool as I remembered. It's off putting. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching with somebody who's not familiar with that like scene at all, and and she was like, "These guys are terrible." Oh, yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> the worst music I've ever heard. I wonder if Lee Ving from Fear has any kids. They they they'd probably turn out oh, pretty bad. Well, look at um, you were talking about Dave Grohl. Look at the, what's his name, Pat Smear, who was in with the Germs, and right. they're in that movie. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like he's a little different now. <laughs> Just a little. He's like grown up. But he's still real metal. Like in that, like he was like, a, it looks kind of spaced out in yeah, that movie. Yeah. Um, it's weird to see him. Like he's like, he looks like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he probably yeah. was. He's probably 16, 17 yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's that's cool. I did, was not aware that his. Um, pr- uh, his daughter? His progeny. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at you with I was thinking words. of that word. Big I was trying to say like a big word. Yeah, that's Cause we have a, a good one. Like we have a professional podcaster yeah, in the house. Yeah, like yeah. I have to like, you know, get my shit together. Yeah. He knows how you talk, Lou. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, actually, see, I... <laughs> the jig is up. I like your show because you're so just loose and just off the... <laughs> I like the way... I, I love your show. We're raw. <laughs> and you don't sound unprofessional at all to me. You might say um a lot, but see, I think that's part of you. I wouldn't take every um out if I was editing your show. I'd leave some. You got to leave some of them in because that's you, Lou. Like, like um, uh, you know, I, I love that. <laughs> that's exactly that. Um. Um. I would start every show like um. Put a little shock collar on y'all. Shock every time you do it. That'll break you the habit. That'll break. That would be a um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my 
God. Uh, we are work. just, we are partying might this, just work. this hour away. So we are kind of running a little bit down. Kevin's on... already got plans to buy that collar. And I think he wants to <laughs> control. So we're going to get off the whole shock collar thing oh. and get okay. back to talking about music. Uh, real quick, check out wolfscustoms.online, wolfscustoms.online. Check them out for custom work done on your musical instrument. Rockrageradio.com is the website uh, for hearing great uh, guitar-driven rock 24-7. And they do carry the Ludini Rock and Roll circus and a bunch of other great shows like hot licks with lily v6 also um ludini rock and roll circus.com and lulombardi music.com check those sites out for a lot of cool stuff giveaways things like that and to get on the list to know when when and how you can join us live uh lily v6 you want to hit us with one more sure one more. and i don't know if i pronounce this last name right or not because i never know how to pronounce it but parola day adopted stepdaughter of meatloaf oh uh she um well, I, I just said all that. Um, she's the member of his touring band Neverland Express for nine years, starting in the mid-1990s. She's appeared on numerous albums and in various tours and television performances with her stepfather, both as a backing singer and in duets. She's also been uh, a backing singer she for... She does not sing Dash, uh, Paradise by the Dash, We're Light with him. Please tell me that she does not do that. No. Thank God. Um, she's the backing singer. She was a backing singer for Motley Crue in the, on the Maximum um, Rock Tour. She's currently the lead singer of her own band called Pearl and has re- released her debut album on uh, Megaforce uh, Red Sony Music uh, January 9th, 2010. I wonder if that's a reference to Al- Janis Joplin's last album. Let, say, me, let me continue. In my heart. Let me continue. There's more. Um, <laughs> Ade also co-organized the hard rock group Motor Sister with her husband, Scott Ian, singing backing vocals. Damn. She was born to Leslie G. Edmonds and an unnamed father who was the drummer and singer in Janis Joplin's group, ah, Full Tilt Boogie Band. Wow. She was adopted by Meatloaf as a young child after his marriage to Leslie. In 1994, she was um, the back singer for him. Uh, oh, uh, She was on the 1994 Bat Out of Hell 2 summer tour, as well as the follow-up tour in 1996. Um, and she was a member of the band as well when they sang for Bill Clinton's inaugural ball in 1997. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she became a full-fledged member of Neverland Express Meatloaf's touring band from the ni- from 1998 to 2003. And in 2003, she sang on Meatloaf's album "Couldn't Have Said It Better" on the duet "Man oh. of Steel." Oh. So very sweet stuff. He adopted her, and they became famous oh. together. Nice. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So it's funny that you did mention Janis Joplin because, yeah. Boom. There it is. Boom goes the dynamite. What comes around? There's more. (laughs) That is the new theme music for Pittsburgh Kevin. Oh, boy. Really? (laughs) Wow. Do you want to say anything? Do you have another thing you want to talk about? Or you go? No, I don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't got nothing. Well, you said she was going to do the last one. I folded up all my... Oh, well, I mean, no, my... for her to... We could all do one last one. Oh, for me, last. All right, so we're going to go with the one we spoke about briefly, uh, because you and I have both... Oh, you just totally <sighs> ...seen this me. woman. Uh, oh, we've we seen her, all right? Wait, day, we see we've her. seen her. We've seen her good. We've seen her real good. <laughs> So I'm, t- I'm talking to Cole. She's over in Millville. That's exactly where we saw her, too. Dire <laughs> Millville. Uh, so Amy Helm. Uh, Amy Helm, of course, uh, the daughter of Levon Helm, the drummer for some band. I don't know. Duff and, band. Uh, he was saying Duff band. band. Uh, her mother is uh, the singer Libby Titus. Not tight ass. Titus. <laughs> Lou. 
Calm down now. Oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Uh, Amy was born December 3rd, 1970. Uh, she's performed uh, in Levon Helm's Midnight Ramble Band and Olabelle. Uh, she's also a solo artist, as uh, Lou and I know we have seen her. Uh, her debut solo album is Didn't It Rain, which was released uh, July of 2015. Her second uh, album is This Is, uh, I'm sorry, This Too Shall Light, which was September of 2018. Lacey Ace Lou, she's perfect for, for our rock and roll daughter. Born in Woodstock. Born in Woodstock, New York. Nice. Um, she's worked with a lot of people. She's done background vocals for Steely Dan. How about that? Uh, Mercury Rev. Do you know Mercury Rev? Sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. I, I just didn't know. Uh, Rich Robinson. Okay. Okay. And uh, Roseanne Cash, of course. Nice. And of course, speaking she, of uh, a, speaking of a offspring of a sure, right? yeah, sure, Roseanne, yeah. sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I just because uh, I because we saw her, I thought I'd bring her up. Did you ever see Amy Helm? No. Good. I good. have seen Levon though. Oh wow! I saw the band. Cool. Oh, gee, oh, dang. Wow. Dang, like be oh, at before or after the last waltz? Oh, that's a good question. I think shortly before the last waltz. Yeah, was, I didn't know, know that last waltz was in the making at the time. Boy, what a that that was I that love that movie. Around. I could watch oh, that. Oh, okay. There's um, th- th- I that always cracks me up because like you know the Martin Scorsese makes this sweeping documentary and it's beautifully <laughs> shot and they get all their friends. Those goodbye, great artists, everybody. And goodbye. We're, we're done. We're done. Goodbye. And then no, no, like then they go out and like. Just keep going. Yeah. Robbie Robertson was never, I don't think, ever involved again. But <clears throat> anyways, uh, I digress real quick. Um, do you, do you, how many people here know the song? You know the song I'm talking about? That song. I don't know that um, one. Hmm. <laughs> Newt. You don't know that song. Can wow. you hum a few more bars? I can name <sighs> that in one snap. Oh my god! Uh, you guys, I'm very disappointed because I would have thought that wow. all of you guys, hum a few more bars, would know this song. Right, I just thought that on. you would know it, but it is, of course, Uptown Funk. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, all right. And Mark Ronson, um, Mark Ronson mm-hmm. is the stepson of Mick Jones from Foreigner. Oh, I don't really have anything else to say about it other than that. He's a producer that. and a guitar player and Lou. Uh, fancy pants. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild, wacky stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're kind of running slow. Uh, anything you want to add? Now? Well, I got the one last. Though. Go oh, ahead, do it. do it. Do it. Um, because we have to include these: Kofi Baker, Malcolm Bruce, and Will Johns, nephew of Eric Clapton, are in a tribute to Cream that are touring the country currently. Oh, wow. And I have not seen them yet, but I understand that the show is a powerhouse of Cream songs. Um, I was wondering the Cream reunion. Kofi Baker's Ginger Baker's son is he playing drums? Like, yeah, he is. Will Johns be the drummer, and then Kofi's the bass player, and Malcolm's uh, you know playing. No, Kofi is a uh, is a drummer because he's uh, he's on that um, seventy seven thing from Ultimate Classic Rock. He's on there, yeah. Right, right. Anybody here seen the tour? No. no, it's going. Nope. No, I didn't even know about no. it. No. Oh yeah, it's like a total tribute to Cream. They're playing all their parents, you know, stuff, and it's uh, like a throwback to the original Cream music. I would love to see that. I think it would be That's awesome cool. to see the kids doing dad's and uncle's music. 
I'll have to check that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one last one. This is an entire band. Oh yes, yes. This is an entire band. I'm waiting. Um, in the late 1980s, early 1990s, there was this kid uh-huh. playing guitar. Yeah. And he would get like every time BB King would come to town or um uh uh um, Albert Lee mm-hmm. or <clears throat> one of those great blues guys they would he was a local kid everybody knew he was an amazing guitar player and he would drag him up on stage and he would blow everybody away like BB King was like an became an instant fan of this kid he was like 14 15 years old he got a manager and they were trying to find something they could sell to a record label mm-hmm. and they were like now we already got the new Stevie Ray Vaughan his name is Kenny Wayne Shepherd mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we don't we don't need you um, so what they did was they got real creative yeah. and they got together uh, Waylon Krieger sure Aaron Davis uh-huh. and Aaron Hagar uh-huh. and Barry Oakley Jr. Uh-huh. and started a band called Bloodline this is basically uh. a vehicle just so the world could hear Joe Bonamassa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe's just a kid. There's a mini like newsreel type documentary about this on YouTube. And Joe is this chubby little kid. And he he's like freaking amazing. He's just he's just insane. He's just, you know, and he really does not sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's very obvious he's got his, even at that age, he's doing mm-hmm. his own thing. Yeah. Um, I heard... Um, uh, cold uh, Stone Cold Heart on the local rock station once, and they played it one time yeah. that I heard. And I heard the guitar solo, and I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I'm I have to have that record. I have to have it, and I have it on cassette. Wow. And um, and I just just it just 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 blew my mind. But uh, um, <clears throat> and Miles Davis's son is Aaron Davis, of course. Mm-hmm. Sammy Hagar's son, Aaron Hagar, yes. uh, Barry Oakley Jr.'s son. And uh, Robbie Krieger's son, so mm-hmm. so it's a whole band. That's very of, cool. of uh, of all those guys. Aaron Hagar is still a singer, and um, as well as his brother, they're both singers mm-hmm. uh, and and doing music. Sammy Hagar's, uh, and of course Joe Bonamassa is Joe freaking Bonamassa, yes. like, and we all know who he is. Yes. But, Joe uh, freaking Bonamassa. Yep, you got it. You got it. Um, Hal, uh, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead and plug your um. Your show one more time. Okay. Uh, there's no new episodes at the moment, but if you haven't listened to it, there's some great interviews. It's about 40 episodes, a little over 40 episodes to listen to. Um, it's called Tales of the Road Warriors. And if you go to talesoftheroadwarriors.com, there's links to uh, Libsyn and Apple and Google Podcasts. So wherever you like to get your podcasts, you'll be able to find Tales of the Road Warriors. And uh, yeah. Check it out. I hope you enjoy some of the stuff. Um, the one that Lou likes, uh, Phil Levitt of Seven Horse and Dada. That's a great. That's a great episode. He tells some really good stories. He's got uh, good tale about Bob Dylan and one of Bill Murray. That's so, that story about him going to Alaska, though, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to tell you, there was a, always these ads in the at back of the IUP newspaper. That's where I went to college. Um, for people, for for men specifically, mm-hmm. to go to Alaska and work on fishing trawlers, and it paid insane yeah, money. Yeah. It was like you know, I was twenty years old or whatever, and it paid like at that time like fifteen hundred dollars a week, which was like in nineteen eighty nine right. or ninety, whatever that mm-hmm. was. It was like there's a lot of freaking money. It was really killer, and um, at, you know, 
they found out. They should have advertised for women to go to Alaska to dance with the men when they come off those boats because exactly. they well, got nobody to dance with I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. But anyways, I found out, like I looked into it and they were like, no, it's like no, deadly it's work. Tough. A lot of yeah, guys yeah. Lose, lose hands and fingers mm-hmm. and die and stuff. But that is so funny because I went to a girl, I went to high school with this girl named Debbie Burroughs. And um, she was determined to get married. That was her whole thing. Even in high school, all she thought was getting married. And that's what she did. She went to Alaska because she knew there was, she, she heard there was a shortage of women and she was really, really attractive. And um, boom goes the dynamite. She had there like, go. she's got like something like 12 kids. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm not lying. I think it's about 12. I think she's up to 12. God bless her. Maybe 10, 12, something like that. How many fathers are those kids? One. Just one. One. Oh, one one yeah. guy followed. This guy from Alaska, apparently, Al, he really had the juice, man. He was just like, Ooh. you know. Found the one. He's a keeper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, so guys, check out Hal's podcast. Uh, you can find us at LouLombardiMusic.com or LouDiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Lily V6. My show is Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Rock Rage Radio. You can download the app for free on your phone or just go to rockrageradio.com. All right, guys, that is it. And thank you guys so much for hanging out. Next week is our monthly album. And we're going to be talking about A Night at the Opera by Queen. Oh, sweet. So yeah. It's going to be a good one. So, uh, Hal, you have a great week. If you really want to come back and talk about Night at the Opera, we're happy to have you. If you, if you, <laughs> That's up to you. Uh, and the Hawk will be back next week. I'm pr- happy to announce the Transformer that fell into the river. The river. They Orleans. found it. They found it. They found or whatever. It. They got it fixed. So, so New Orleans has, has electricity again. <laughs> They're getting straightened out. He said he'll be back next week. So, All right. You guys have a great week. We'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.